Hey guys, so Derek here from the Choose Recovery Podcast. Man, it's been it's been a bit, you know, since we've been able to have a series uh, update or just another episode period here on the podcast. But super, super stoked for what we have here because uh, we are introducing a brand new um, version of the podcast coming up season three here. And we are uh, not really collaborating. We're just like reproducing, being able to extend the reach further from one of the partners that we as a brand choose recovery gets behind and helps support and everything. You've heard us talk about it before. Freedom House, local sober home transitional ministry right here in Soldotna, Alaska. And they just came out with a um, radio show uh, with one of our local radio stations here in Alaska. And it is called A Dose of Hope. And so we are just having an opportunity to extend the reach through this podcast. So I hope you guys tune in to all the ones that we're able to do that with here and enjoy A Dose of Hope. Well, hello, and thanks for listening to your favorite radio station. I'm Tom Steigelman, and today we are announcing uh, something very exciting for us. We have started a new partnership with our friends at Freedom House in Soldatna to bring you a brand new radio program. It is called A Dose of Hope. Now, you'll get to hear it every week at this same time right here on this radio station. We couldn't be more excited to start this partnership with our friends at Freedom House. You know, we've been partnering together for several years, and uh, we've been promoting Freedom House. And if you listen to our stations for any length of time, no stranger to you is Jennifer Waller. She's here in the studio with us right now. Jennifer is the founder and the executive director of Freedom House, right? Yes, I am. And oh, we are so excited for this program that we're rolling out. And we just have so much hope and freedom to speak into the communities around the um, around addiction recovery, mental health, and just hope in dark places. And so, yeah, Freedom House is alive and going well in Soldat, Alaska. And we are just so excited to um, kind of step out into a new venue with the radio stations. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about uh, what your vision is for the program, guests that you're planning on incorporating. What are we looking forward to? Oh, so much good stuff. Um, kind of the big vision is um, I was born and raised here in Alaska, and this is where I walked in darkness for over 10 years in addiction, and then also where I came to freedom through Christ out of my addiction for the last 12 years, and my heart has just been set on Alaska, in Alaska. I've been to, you know, 12 villages doing mission outreaches, and my heart is for the broken and the hurting in the state, and so this just gives us an opportunity to speak into different communities and towns and cities. Um, we know all of the negative statistics that show Alaska ranks number one and all the bad stuff. And a lot of our vision for this program is to show and share the miracles and the testimonies of, yes, there's bad stuff going on. But yes, God is alive and moving and setting the captive free and anointing others to carry that message into the darkest of dark communities. And so I get to run with some amazing queens in recovery and kings down there that we get to see testimonies of people coming out of addiction, walking in God's glorious light. And so we're going to um, kind of alternate is our plan of of every other week. We'll do a topic in recovery or mental health Um 
And then also we'll do testimonies the other weeks of just people who have been in the darkness and are now walking in freedom. And then we also want to open up the phone lines, you know, once a month to have people call in and ask questions or comments or um, whatever. We're here to help. That's our goal. Share our testimonies, which is God's story through us and just give hope to the hopeless. Now, as we're together today in the studio, you brought some folks with us. And uh, why don't you go ahead and introduce everybody? Yes. Like I said, I run with some queens in recovery and I have two of my really closest best friends with me. Gail Kennedy is here. Say hi. Hello. And I got Jill Bear. She's here. Hello. And we also work together at Freedom House. Um, why don't you guys tell them what you guys do at the Women's House there in Soldatna? Well, this is Gail and I am manager over at the Freedom House. I too am in recovery. I came to Alaska to find sobriety and uh, found my Lord and Savior and just found freedom from drugs and alcohol and just I'm so excited to bring that to other people. I My heart is that when I was in addiction, people treated me so poorly and I don't ever want to see another addict treated like that. You guys are loved. We care about you. God sees you and there's an army of people fighting for you and that's the message we want you to know. And my name is Jill, and so we have been blessed to start a new position at Freedom House called Peer Support, which we are able to offer um, residents transportation to their you know, doctor's appointments, PO appointments, anything that helps them in recovery, shopping, etc. And that's my position there at Freedom House. And you're in recovery as well. Just tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so I am in recovery as well. Um, I just celebrated two years on December 31st. Yay! And so I am originally from Washington. I came to Alaska in 2010. And it's just a perfect example of what the enemy means for evil. God has turned into good. And, you know, my family and everything is still in Washington, but I definitely feel like the Lord is keeping me here in Alaska. Um, I've lived in the darkness and I just like to share um, now living in the light and being able to help others in recovery to have what I have. Yes. yes. So good. So do you want to tell people a little bit about your story? Sure. And uh, Yeah. You know. So this is Jennifer again, um, born and raised in Sterling, Alaska. You know, we're south of here about three hours of Anchorage, but um. I was raised in a pretty big family and raised in church. We were there multiple times a week. And so looking back, I know I had the head knowledge of God and the Bible stories, but never that heart relationship with Jesus as my personal Lord and Savior until I was 26 years old. But um, in the meantime, it started about my sophomore year of dabbling with marijuana and drinking on the weekends, kind of like at that high school age party lifestyle. Um, and that just opened the doors in my life to nine years of what I call hell of addiction, um, just such darkness and hopelessness. Um, but it, it escalated. You know, I went to college. I graduated with a 4.0 from high school. I loved cheerleading and soccer, and I was able to just party on the weekends and still have a life during the weekdays. Um, but that quickly changed when it, it crossed over to pills. At the time, Oxycontin was... Um, just sweeping the streets of all of our communities across actually the nation, but even Alaska. And um, one at the time, a, an 80 milligram 
of Oxycontin. So one pill was selling for $140 on the street. And so, as you can imagine, um, someone addicted to this. And, and Oxycontin is a synthetic heroin. So it's basically man-made heroin and it's super, super addictive. Um, just like all of those pain pills, the opiate pills. But um, I was instantly hooked and dropped out of college couldn't hold down a job, ended up having to steal and rob people um, to get $140 a day just to not be sick and withdrawing. And this lasted for years. Um, I ended up going to my first inpatient rehab facility in Phoenix when I was 21 years old. Um, And from there, I moved to Ohio trying to basically not come back to Alaska where all of my um, darkness was. But the thing was, when I got to Ohio and looked in the mirror, no matter where I went, there I was. And I had to do some deeper level work, but it wasn't that wasn't the time where I fully surrendered. And so I ended up getting back into addiction there. The pills were actually about half the price in Ohio, 70 bucks instead of 140 and just ended up going fully back into my addiction there. Um, and that lasted another about five years, um, I met who is now my husband at a factory that I worked at down there. Um, we got married there. We moved back to Alaska because I was so lost in my addiction and he didn't know how to help me. He's um, not a drug addict or alcoholic and I was just a mess. And so I said, I want to go back to where my family is. So he was like, okay, we sold everything. We drove the Alcan in 2006 back up here. And here I was again across the nation, a broken, hopeless, drug-addicted wife and mother and daughter. And I just hit the streets here just as hard as when I left. Everyone that I had left was still um, using in um, those circles. And so that addiction continued until uh, I went to our local rehab on the peninsula. It's called Serenity House because eight years in, like I did not want to be a drug addict, alcoholic, but I also didn't know how to stop. And I had tried at this point a lot of things to stop and nothing lasted, nothing worked. Um, And so I went through another inpatient treatment center, graduated. I ended up pulling nine months of recovery off for the first time in almost nine years. And then um, there's a saying that you'll hear a lot probably on the show, but also in the recovery community that says you're only as sick as your secrets. And boy, oh boy, is that true. I had this secret that even though now I'm sober, I'm working a program, I'm trying to be that mom and that wife, I had this secret that I was not going to share with anyone and it kept me sick. And so instead of sharing and asking forgiveness and being obedient to the Lord's leading, I drank a beer to try to silence that voice. And that one beer Um, there's also a saying that says one is too many and a thousand is never enough when you're an addict or alcoholic. And I had one beer and with the, and I was nine months clean, one beer led within three hours. I was looking for Oxycontin and black tar heroin Mm -hmm. and went fully back into my addiction for about three and a half months. And mind you, over the last nine years, I had used to the point of overdosing five times Um, putting myself in the hospital five different times for different heart problems and had to wear heart monitors around and try to figure out why a 23, 24-year-old is having all these heart issues. Um, Well, it's because I was fully addicted to drugs and alcohol and could not get help. Um, So this last use, I 
I had my sister babysitting my kids. Um, she thought I was at a meeting. I went and got high and overdosed. That was my last um, use. And she dropped me off, or my the people I was with dropped me off on her porch. And I crawled up her porch crying, asking for help. She brings me back to this inpatient treatment center in Soldatna Serenity House. So this is a third time I'm going inpatient. Um, and I just feel so hopeless and so desperately lost um, that when my husband dropped me off at the intake office the next morning, which was a miracle that they were able to get me in the next morning, um, we were going to get a divorce. He was going to take the kids and leave because it had been four and a half years of marriage in addiction, and it was not pretty. And he very well was done and was going to go back to Ohio. And so I tried to take my life that day on June 25th, the day he mm. dropped me off. Um, with a handful of pills chased with Crown Royal whiskey. Um, and I didn't want to wake up because I had already been here. I had already tried this. And the enemy's voice was saying, this is who you'll always be. And um, that was June 25th. And on June 28th, 2009, I woke up in a rehab, in that rehab bedroom. So it was like a three-day blackout period. And I remember waking up in that bedroom thinking, oh, it didn't work. I'm still alive. And now I'm in withdrawal, like super sick. And um, as soon as that process went through my mind, a Bible verse that I had learned as a little girl went through my mind at the same time. And it's out of Psalms and it says, thy word is a lamp into my feet and a light into my path. And I had learned it as a song at a, a VBS camp growing up. And it, the song just started penetrating just this little bit of hope and light started penetrating all of these dark voices of you know, try it again. You're not supposed to be here. You'll always be this drug addict. You'll always be this alcoholic. And this Bible verse started penetrating that and giving me a little bit of hope. And I remember getting out of bed, standing up and hitting my knees and just raising my arms on June 28, 2009 and, and crying out to Jesus and saying, God, as hard as I pursued my drugs and alcohol, which was 24-7 all day long, how can I rob someone to get my next fix? As hard as I did that, I'm going to pursue you with all that I have and with all that I am. And I'm sitting here to tell you that that's been 12 and a half years ago yes. since a drip of alcohol or a drug or a cigarette or a porn addiction or a stealing addiction. Like I had it all. I had all the chains and I have been set free and walking free in the name of Jesus and able to carry this message of hope, of freedom that not only, you know, God wasn't just looking for one person to set free. God's looking for a surrendered heart. It says his eyes roam the earth looking for those that he loves. And I just hit my knees and that's what it took was I can't do it anymore. I give up and God's like, perfect. Now I can come in and all I had to offer him that morning mm -hmm. was a pile of ashes. And he took that and he made something so beautiful. I actually have my youngest daughter in the studio with me. I know you guys can't see her, but uh, my 11-year-old is traveling with us. And I get to be that mom that I always dreamed that I could be. Um, we had four beautiful kiddos, and I got to raise them these last 12 years um, in the Lord and showing them that, yes, you can make mistakes, and there's forgiveness for mistakes, and our God hears us, and our God lives. And so um, so blessed to be here in the state that God chose, I, I, I've had a lot of family members move out of state and I'm like, okay, Lord, praying, am I supposed to move to Florida or somewhere sunny? And he's just been very clear that he has placed me here strategically 
for such a time as this to not only face the darkness, but fight the darkness because we have the power and the authority to overcome the enemy and addiction and strongholds and suicidal thoughts. Oh, Mm. lots of suicidal thoughts throughout addiction and darkness. And so we're just here to break stigma down, talk about the hard stuff and encourage people not only struggling, but if you are a family member of someone struggling, if you're maybe a mom or a dad of a child lost in addiction, I just want to tell you, don't give up. My parents watched me for 10 years and they would pray and they would fast and they would um, continue to pray. And sometimes it would get worse and they would, they've got stories, you know, sometimes they'd pray really hard and, and then it would almost look worse, but they never gave up because the prayers of the righteous availeth much is what the word tells us. And their faithful prayers um, saved me. I know that that's what saved my life to where I'm able to tell you my story. Mm-hmm. Well, that's an amazing thing from where you were at and where you've come from and what we're launching into now is to provide this hope and encouragement to people who are out there listening. And, you know, I love the fact that incorporating the families into it as well. And, uh, you know, just to help them process this deal uh, with these different situations. And every situation, of course, you know, is a little bit different, um, but an awful lot of similarities in each of them as well. So hopefully, uh, you know, somebody was maybe even listening right now and they could see their daughter going through what you were just talking about or maybe even a son going through similar type things. Um, What would you recommend, um, you know, maybe as a parent to start with or maybe as the individual themselves? You know, what is what's the first step? I mean, do they need to make a phone call? Is there somebody to go see? Um, Absolutely. And anytime you guys want to chime in, just go ahead. I'll just speak from say you're struggling with addiction and it could be of any kind, like I mentioned, pornography, addiction, substance abuse, anything you're struggling with, the first step is to surrender. I mean, even in the programs around the communities, the first step is to admit that you're powerless. And so that that's just a form of surrender. You got to surrender. I can't, but you can, God. And then you got to let them. That's the other part. You can't surrender and then take it back because I had done that many times. But reach out. Do not try to do this alone. Um, you can absolutely call Freedom House. Like we said, we're located in Soldatna, but we have a Facebook page. Um, our phone number is 907-260-3733. That's our main office. We can hook you up with resources across the whole state. That's the cool thing is there is some awesome recovery movements happening. There is so much help out there. But when you're in the darkness, the enemy wants you to think that you're all alone, that there's no help and that nobody can relate. And that's a lie. Um, We are here to help people get into detox if that's what they need, get get into inpatient treatment if that's what they need. And then Freedom House is a long-term recovery housing discipleship home if that's what they need. And so we can help you make those first steps because I had help. I mm-hmm. There's no way I could have got out of my darkness alone. I had family members. I had community support. I had church support. And that's huge. Yeah. Gail, uh, tell us a little bit about, you know, as we're talking about the program, what the formats are going to be, obviously sharing stories like we just did with Jennifer. Uh, what do you hope to see accomplished with this program? Uh, there's so much. You know, one of the things that is so exciting that, that I feel like we're seeing is, you know, to be a drug addict or to have a porn addiction or the real topics of this stuff have been so shunned for so many generations. Mm -hmm. Um, I know just in our generation that we didn't talk about stuff like this. So just to get it out there and to let them know that they are not forgotten, that people are not forgotten, that they're, they're 
person and their spirit is important to us and we want to see them just grow and change and, and find their hope and that they can walk free and that, you know, that's a different time. There's mm-hmm. there's people in high places that have addictions and they're so embarrassed and they're as sick as their secret, mm-hmm. just as Jennifer had said. So our goal and our hope and our dream is to see this recovery place, this recovery world come into full submission where there's more recovered than there are addicted and to just make this such a real topic because it's a real thing that's going on and to walk into shame and, and to hide out and to just be stuck in that darkness. Even even people that are being abused as they're addicted and stuff, mm-hmm. we want this exposed and we just want people to know that there's help out there and that there's an army of people that care, that pray for them. And it's not normal to be abused. It's not normal to be addicted. That's not the lifestyle God has for them. And there's, yeah. they're the only ones that can fulfill the purpose that God has for them. Well, I think also one thing we want to our listeners to be aware of that, uh, you know, as a show advances, as it evolves and grows, uh, you know, we're going to be dealing with some hard subjects. Yes. And there's going to be some real talk on here. Um, so, you know, just be prepared for that. I mean, yes. this isn't uh, your typical uh, feel-good radio program that you're going to hear on Christian radio. Uh, we're going to get cut right to the chase and get down to it and get get people help, uh, the help that they need. Yes. And uh, Jill, I'd like to get you involved in the conversation a little bit. Um, I don't know you very well, so I just got to ask you know, some questions. Can you tell us a little bit about your story? How did Freedom House, uh, how'd you get involved with that? How has it helped you? And uh, how can that encourage folks that are listening? Yeah. So, um, like I said, I am from Washington, Olympia, Washington, and I came here in 2010 for all the wrong reasons. Um, I ended up getting arrested and doing four years in Highland Mountain. And, um, you know, I wish I could say after I got released that, um, you know, I quit my addiction, you know, I was freed from my addiction, but that wasn't the case. Um, but after this last time getting clean, I was about four months into my to being clean, and um, I had a family member that was very that was in Freedom House, and so, you know, she started inviting me to you know the open chapels, the women's Bible studies, the mission trips that we take. So I really started getting involved and in saturating mm-hmm. myself um, with like-minded people that were believers that were striving for the same thing, and, you know, I. I just have kept with them. And now, like I said before, God opened those doors for me to be actually on staff with Freedom House now. And so um, it's just been a huge blessing and just being, you know, I just feel like obedience equals blessing. And um, I just know that because of my experience, I am able to help others in in recovery. And, And I absolutely love my job. I love you know what I do and I just I have people reach out to me all the time hey how did you do it yes you know what can you help me out with this can you help me out with that and and so um yeah that's and that's and that's one of the things I think uh that's gonna be very powerful and very impactful about this program is with you all hosting this it's people who have really been through this I mean there's a lot of national programs out there that uh you know they have the talk shows, they offer some great advice, but uh, maybe those people haven't exactly been in that addiction lifestyle. Um, and I think that's going to bring an incredible amount of, uh, you know, credibility to our listeners out there. Um, what are some other things that you'd like to see accomplished with this program or what else can people look forward to over the next couple of weeks? Oh, for sure. I'm just excited to encourage um, believers in their faith. Like you're going to hear stories where 
I was scared to death that people that are going to be speaking were scared, but God told us to do something. And like Jill mentioned, we obeyed and our faith is stretched and strengthened. And I just have a feeling there's listeners out there even right now that God has called you to do something. And it might just be a baby step to a big thing. But I want to encourage you to take that baby step because he holds he owns all the cattle on all the hills. He knows exactly what it's going to take. And he doesn't make a mistake when he says, I want you to do it. And that was what one of the enemy's voices I had to silence was I kept telling the the Lord when he was calling me to open this home for women. I kept saying, well, I can't. I'm a college dropout. Well, I can't. I don't have qualifications. Well, I can't. I don't even know what a nonprofit is. And the Holy Spirit was like, well, can you Google nonprofit in the state of Alaska? And I said, yeah, I can do that. And Google and God, here we are. We've been open five years now. And we'll get we'll get into that, I think, on another show of exactly what we offer. But it took a miracle. It's now a multi-million dollar ministry. We have two homes. We house 17 men and women. It started out with one staff. We now have 10 paid staff, 22 volunteers, all because I said yes. Nothing that I have could explain that other Mm -hmm. than the God that said, will you do this? And so I just want to encourage and we want to continually to um, encourage the saints and the army of the Lord across the state of Alaska to do it scared. If you feel like, well, I don't know how this is going to happen. That's how God can get the glory. Do it anyways. Do it scared. Um, We just, just for an example, we just had an hour and a half before we were able to come over to the studio today to kill um, time. And and we're like, well, what are we going to do? And we pulled over and we prayed and said, Lord, what do you want us to do with this time? And um, we could have went to the Diamond Center and got our massages that we always get. (laughs) But we didn't because we felt the Lord lead us to go buy 15 cheeseburgers at McDonald's and drive downtown and um, hand them out to the homeless and pray with people. And we actually had to call um, the fire department ambulance on someone that was passed out fully intoxicated that we couldn't wake up on the rock that are sleeping in the rocks in broad daylight and and tell them that they're loved and give them bottles of water and just just spend an hour and a half ministering and it's not that we have full confidence in doing that but we know the lord wanted us to do that and so we just had to do it even if we were scared or fearful so um just excited to encourage you guys to push through your fears um to do it scared and to be obedient to what the lord is leading well thanks for tuning in today and thanks for listening to this radio station we wanted to let you know that a dose of hope will be here each and every week at this same time and we may even add a second run of this program in the very near future you can see our program schedule on our website so we encourage you to go there and look for a dose of hope jennifer uh, gail jill we have about uh, two minutes left do you have anything else that you want to add before we go I just want to echo what Jen said about just seeing the homeless and stuff. There's something about seeing the purpose in people and not what they're struggling with. Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. the that's the beauty of this is that we have eyes. We pray for the eyes of the Lord that we can see the purpose in a human being and not judge them for the struggle that they're in. Yeah, it's good. Excellent. Jill, anything else? Yes, I would just like to say um, kind of what Jenny was saying earlier about the power of prayer is so powerful. And I know that I have had numerous of family members pray for me. But the one that really hit home for me, um, my cousin who has my daughter said to me, 
we, I just was reunited with her um, last summer after mm-hmm. 11 years. But she said to me, Jill, I have been praying for you for years and God has finally answered my prayers. So just for all you out there, all you believers out there, just continue to pray for the, the suffering addict, the homeless, the broken, yes. the hopeless. Yes. Mm-hmm. Because the power of prayer is amazing. Yes. Yes. And uh, Jennifer, I'm going to ask you, if you could give us one more time the phone numbers and the contact information for Freedom House. So if somebody's out there listening even today and uh, just from what they've heard, they need some help, uh, you can help connect them to some resources. So how do they reach you? Absolutely. Yeah. So our website has everything on it. And that's where I would go first, freedomhouse907.com. That has applications, phone numbers, email addresses. But if you just want to call the office right now and even get prayer, maybe something spoke to you and moved you in this last half hour or so, um, call 907-260-3733. 907-260-3733. Well, uh, Jennifer, Gail, Jill, we appreciate you all coming into the studios today. You've been listening to A Dose of Hope right here on your favorite radio station. Tune back in next week at this same time for the next episode of A Dose of Hope. And we certainly hope you can join us. Let your friends and family know about the program as as well so that they can tune in and listen and we'll be bringing you more information and if you have any questions or um, maybe there's more information that you need about how you can start your recovery contact freedom house today and you can visit them on the web right now at freedomhouse907.com for jennifer gale and jill i'm tom steigelman and i hope you'll join us next week for a dose of hope